You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. I don't want to hear about it anymore. It's a shame I've got to live without you anymore. There's a fire in my heart, a pounding in my brain is driving me crazy. All right, so as per our contract agreements, I have finally succumbed to Hollywood's will and his power and have agreed that on this Valentine's Day week, we do a ballads episode on Growing Up Rock. Holy shit, the world's coming to an end. Yeah, you better duck, baby. Finally, how in God's name did you ever talk me into this shit? Uh, I I think you were just feeling soft during Valentine's Day. Either that, or I must have been drinking a whole shitload of wine and said, "Yeah, sure, I'll do a ballads episode." And while he said that, I was probably crying in my wine, going, "I love you, man." (laughs) 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 Oh my God, I don't know, man. This episode's going to be fun because in digging into all the ballads and trying to find a set few songs that I could play in this episode, you know, I don't listen to a whole lot of ballads, so it gave me the opportunity to listen to some songs that I haven't heard in a while, listen to some new new ones that maybe I haven't checked out, and there really are a whole lot of great ballads. Uh, out there. It's just that when I listen to my hard rock and metal, I don't want to listen to ballads. I mean, I, I listen, I'm drawn to hard rock and metal because of the heavy guitars. I'm not a lyrics guy. I've never been a lyrics guy. So, you know, that's just my whole thing. Yeah. For me, you know, I'm a lyrics guy and, uh, you know, you grew up in a big family. It was just basically me and my brother and then my parents acclimating to American culture. So, you know, we didn't have a super bad childhood, but it's not the childhood that you see in the movies either, right? So there was times where I was going through stuff and whether it was sad or happy, depending on the time, I was trying to connect my emotions and maybe didn't know how to say it out loud. And then there would be a ballad that would say it out loud for me. So I was like, oh. Okay, and then so throughout my years, I connected with certain songs, so that's why I love them so much. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, my childhood was not without its um, hurdles, just like any other kid. I didn't have the perfect childhood. My childhood was good. Don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, I don't come from a broken home or anything like that. I guess I was more of the pissed off youth, so I seeked out my trials and tribulations through aggressive music as opposed to ballad woe is me things. And certainly I've had those moments and, and had those times with ex-girlfriends or whatever the case may be. I just, you know, they don't necessarily hold an important place in my heart or my memory. That's just it for me. Yeah. And I think the other piece was, I was trying to be a singer. I never really ended up there, but the ballads, they weren't screaming type ballads. 
most of the ones I were listening to anyway, and a lot of it was acoustic, so it was easier to sing along too. And I think I liked that plus the emotion, so yeah, it just kind of worked out. Bottom line for me is I don't listen to heavy and hard rock music in the morning. I actually need the slower stuff in the morning. But the thing is, is that most of my slow music, my ballads, things like that, they don't come from hard rock and metal bands. They come from the Eagles and Steely Dan and things like that. That's really, you know, that's a lot of the music that I grew up on in the 70s. And I just think that, you know, bands like that, they do it best, right? That's what they're known for, the hollow notes and the Eagles and the Steely Dans and stuff like that. They're known for that kind of ballad, quiet, uh, yacht rock type stuff. So when I go to my hard rock and my metal, I'm not, certainly not going there to look for a ballad, even though there's some amazing ballads and some of those bands in the late 80s and and early 90s they made a living on those ballads you know and we and we hated them for it because people were going out and buying you know pornography expecting the whole record to be like more than words and shit like that and it's like no man that's not what this band is all about you know yeah, see, my music fandom started with Top 40, so all that yacht rock stuff. I mean, think about my mom's favorite band was Air Supply, Yeah, right? So I'm all out of love, right? So yeah. that was playing all the time, right? So I really liked that stuff. When I got into hard rock and saw Kiss Heavens on Fire video and started getting into these albums, it was a happy accident that these bands had that stuff too. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, this can be really good because this has the best of both worlds kind of thing. Right. I can tell you, though, I have a love-hate relationship with ballads from some of these rock bands. Like, there's some ballads I absolutely cannot stand. Yeah, and I've always been kind of a power ballad type of person, you know. I don't mind some of these ballads that go from light to heavy to light, you know. I just don't really like, I'm not a huge fan of the ballads straight all the way through, like slow to slow. That's not really my thing. I like it. I like my ballad to be a little bit upbeat at times. That's just the majority of ballads I like. It doesn't mean I, in fact, one of my choices tonight is pretty much slow from start to finish, but I think the melody's great and it's amazing ballad, so that's why it's on my list. But that's kind of it. So you want to get into this or what? Yeah, let's start with the crank me up. Crank me up. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right, so Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. Well, because this whole episode centers around ballads, I certainly sure as hell was not going to play a ballad for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. So I chose this band that came onto my radar at the end of last year. It made a lot of people's top 10 list for best record of the year. I downloaded the record uh, right before the end of the year last year and just spent a little bit of time with it in the month of January. And I really, really enjoy this band. This is a band called The Lazies off of Tropical Hazards. This is Louder Than Youth. Time to wake up and move. Gotta get, gotta get on out of bed. 
So I don't know how I missed these guys because I went and checked out Nothing But Trouble because that's their official video. So I listened to that one first, then I listened to this song. Love both songs. I don't know. This had a shot to make my top secondary top 10 we did. Yeah. Uh, But I had never heard of these guys. Oh, completely. They ended up on some people's list. I said I check out other people's top 10 list because I always find shit that I miss throughout the course of the year and I end up loving it. I knew about the lazies towards the end of December. I just didn't have enough time to spend with it to it even make my secondary list. So I spent January with it, the majority of January with it. And I'm like, this is a freaking great record from start to finish. And that's why it's in the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight because it's a really good, solid record. So yeah, the lazies, louder than youth. You got to love the title of that. If that doesn't say Crank It Up, spotlight i don't know what does the record is called tropical hazards yeah great song gotta go check them out i gotta check out more of it too yeah check out the record please make sure you subscribe to our podcast growing up rock and leave us a review on itunes give us a like and leave us a comment on facebook 
at Growing Up Rock. All right, so let's get started with this ballot thing. So let me tell you my approach first. My approach was that I was going to pick basically my five favorite ballads because I figured we are never going to end up doing this again and uh, wanted to take the opportunity that you gave us to do it. (laughs) So these are what I also found out was my favorite singers all can deliver a ballad. That's one thing they absolutely all have in common. So my my five choices, including a historic moment, are all littered with my favorite singers. So what was your approach? My approach was I needed to have a good melody in there. That was really my approach for ballad is did it have a melody that moved me in some way, shape, or form? Whether it's in a sad direction or whether it's just in a musical direction, whether I connected with the lyrics, that's what my criteria was for ballads. And so uh, that's kind of how I went after things because I didn't necessarily have a personal connection to any of the ballads that I'm playing. Makes sense. All right. So I'm going to start with Hailstorm. So everybody knows I love Hailstorm, love Lizzie Hale. We did an episode, I did an episode with Potter Than Hell, and we did like a Hailstorm Greatest Hits album, and this song also hit that, but I wanted to get an opportunity to play it. The song lyrics are straight, like out of my personal diary, because the song is about, like, you're with somebody that haven't really done anything wrong, but you're just not kind of feeling it, and, you know, the whole, it's not you, it's me kind of thing, and if you think about it, if you've been in a relationship for a little while, and you're comfortable it's hard to just walk away and not know if you're going to have something better, right? So for me, it worked out great because I walked out of one that I wasn't quite feeling, even though there wasn't a lot of things wrong, into a 24-year relationship. So you just never know when that's going to happen. So check out the song, amazing vocal by Hailstorm called Better Sorry Than Safe. Take 
right. That's a great song. I mean, Hailstorm does a hell of a job on ballads. This is a really good ballad. I mean, I enjoyed this. Which Hailstorm record is this off of? Uh, self-titled, the first one, 2009. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed this song. Uh, good choice for sure. Yeah, the key change in it, Dylan uh, called it an emotional uplift. I understood what he was talking about after he said it. I didn't know how to put it in words. Emotional uplift, okay. <laughs> Can always depend on the Potter and Hell guys for uh, awesome commentary. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on to me. I saw the Struts twice last year, once in Atlanta, once in Nashville. Although the Nashville thing was this year. Never mind. I'm getting my months mixed up. So I saw them last year in Atlanta. I saw them this year in Nashville. Same tour. And in Atlanta, they did sort of an acoustic ballad song that I wasn't that familiar with. It's off the first record. And I really enjoyed it live. I thought it was a great song live. It kind of bought the moment down because everything else in the set was kind of upbeat. And honestly, we just don't play enough struts on this show, and I really think the struts are a great band. They've put out two really good records that I've enjoyed, and so I'm going to play the struts off the first record called Merry-Go-Round. I took our pictures off the wall today I can't stand it when you look at me that way I won't sleep in that bed anymore I'd rather be lying here On this hardwood floor I found your jacket with your front door key You took the shoes I bought to walk away from me Pour myself a little wine Cause every glass is stained In your lipstick shine
Yeah, that's a great song. I love that she walked away with the shoes that he bought her. <laughs> I love that line. It always trips me out. Yeah. <laughs> They got really good crowd participation out of that song, and that's always that always makes for a good live moment when you connect with the crowd, especially in a ballad, and you connect with that crowd, and they're singing it back to you, and it just it was a really powerful moment in their set. Both my wife and I we really enjoyed that song, so that's why that's on my list. Yeah, great pick. All right, so my next pick is from my favorite singer of all time, and we interviewed him, uh, what, just a few episodes ago, Miljenko Matijevic from Steelheart. And um, that first album had a couple of just killer ballads, but the one that really never gets played I want to talk about a little bit, and it's called She's Gone. So dictionary definition of an 80s, 90s power ballad, um, you know, it's got the kind of the slow start, then it builds into this like emotional solo. But the notes that he hits in this song are literally bananas. There's there's like this little run he does at the 515 mark that I'm not sure very many singers on the planet could do. And the drums on the song just make it sound like it's written for a huge arena. So check out the song. I know it's a long song, but bear with me. It's a great song called She's Gone. Thank you. 
Yeah, so Millie's voice is completely extraordinary. It's so clean and so crisp. I mean, he really is an amazing singer. That being said, this ballad, not necessarily one of my favorite ballads, simply because it just it's kind of like that definition ballad that I'm not a huge fan of, and that's just me personally. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with the song. I think his vocal is so completely amazing and over the top. It's, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that I can critique about that in any way, shape, or form. This ballad just doesn't connect me. That's all. Yeah, and there was a lot of ballads in the 80s, 90s that were about, hey, I messed up, but you're my true love. Please forgive me. That's basically what this song is. Yeah. But I remember the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh, my God, that is incredible. And there is a version on YouTube where Jimmy Ward is playing the piano, and that's it. It's just piano and Millie's vocal. And Millie, I think, is sitting on a stool, and it's incredible. It's crazy. It's crazy version. Very cool. All right. That brings me to my next selection. So Guns N' Roses disbanded. Duff and Slash and Matt Sorum get together with Wyland from Stone Temple Pilots and Velvet Revolver is formed. We don't talk about Velvet Revolver a whole lot on this show. Not really sure why. I love both the records that they released. First one was amazing. And off that first record comes this song.
Yeah, I love these guys too. It's a shame they only put two albums together, that they couldn't work things out, because these guys had a shot to probably be one of the biggest bands between that 95 to 2005 range when music was like looking for somebody. These guys could have been huge. Yeah, and I really like Fall to Pieces. Fall to Pieces is one of the better ballads of this time era that came out to me. I love the melody in it, and it's just a really, really good song. Always been one of my favorite uh, ballads of this uh, uh, era, and um, you know the rest of the record's no slouch. It's right up my alley. So, Velvet Revolver, Fall to Pieces. Yeah, Restrained used to do a cover of Slither, pretty good cover. I don't think they ever recorded it, though from what I remember. Yeah, Guns N' Roses now doing Slibber Live in, in their uh, concert set. So, Yes, good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. All right. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Okay, so Grown Ups of the Week, these are the people that shared us on Facebook and retweeted us on Twitter. And they are Jay Sabluski, Crowbros and Fire Podcast, Courtney Cronin Dold, Brad Rustoven, David Glynn, Eladio, Steve English, Dirk Sokolowski, Decibel Geek, Chris Fretwell, The Circus in Your Town, Daredevil Production, Carrie Morgan. Mike Parnell, Mark Winder 8, The Peter Principles, Craig Osborne, Abby K. Music, Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, Mr. Cole Thornton, Damn Good Movie Memories, Rick Friel, Eric Langan, Chris James A., Jody Habnot, Save Rock and Metal, Digital Kill the Radio Star, Jenny Check, Doug Metal, Chad Reese, HairnetRadio.com, Rodney Dixon, Anna, Janet Eck, Dan Nation, David and Nadia Reese, David Hudson, Arthur King, Daryl Alber, Ages of Rock Podcast, Peter Cessary, Kalen Provo, Ogata, George Piandas, Music Palace Radio, Jason Kearney, I Love It Loudcast, Bella Lowe's 1966, Bill Algy, Tony Masalam, Marcelo Verzi, Robert Alanese, Michael Langan 2, Adam Cox, Classic Rock Drop, Chris Sinzak, Alan Tate, Steve Wright, Potter Than Hell, Bill Elam, David Cathy, Trace Mess 469, and Restrained. And then, yeah, didn't Joe Royland do something pretty cool? Yeah, Joe Royland did a cool song of the day, Sit and Spin with Joe Royland. Joe always puts out these song of the day tidbits on Facebook, and uh, he selected a song from the Steelheart episode, Electric Love Child, right? Right, right. So that was one of the songs that I had selected to play in the episode. And Joe wrote up a whole piece on uh, Steelheart, the band, and uh, just a really cool post. Uh, so Joe Royland, I know you were doing it for your song of the day, but we appreciate it. And uh, we're glad that we uh, inspired you to do that. Very cool. Yeah. And then uh, Lamero, John Lamero, uh, reached out from the Hustle podcast. And I guess he'd been trying to get Millie but we got him first. So there's not very many things we win against Lamarol, but we'll take that win. Yeah, we're not in competition with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> We'd lose anyway compared to him. <laughs> we lose to everybody. 
<laughs> we're just kind of uh, on our funny. own doing our own little thing <laughs> in fact in fact all the people that just shared our podcast that were uh so um awesome uh yeah those were all Sonny's friends because uh you know i don't have any friends so uh, right. <laughs> so i think we all kind of know that that's the deal there but you know it is what it is what you gonna do about it not a whole lot so let me read a couple of pod chaser reviews Let's see this one comes from brennan 10 days ago reviewing the part two of the best of says normally he listens to it on Spreaker, but it's easier to leave a review on Podchaser. Keep up the great work. Love the daisies tune talking about the tune that you picked on your uh, part two. Let's see what else we got here uh, from the Steelheart episode. Great interview with an extremely underrated singer great get love say it for me <laughs> love millie how's that there you go <laughs> miljenko matiovich god bless you <laughs> <laughs> so oh. you guys want to know how you can help out the podcast we appreciate you guys going to Podchaser and leaving us a review we also appreciate you going to itunes and leaving us a review there. You can always go to your face, our Facebook page at Grown Up Rock and share your thoughts and your views, and we will communicate with you because that's what we do. So once again, thanks for everybody who has shared and liked our episodes. We appreciate it. Very cool. Now I think it's time to get back to the show. What do you think? Okay, so my next pick is Love and Hate. Not the band Love and Hate. There's things I hated about this song, and there's things I absolutely love about this song. So we're going to talk about a poison song off a of NATO tongue called Until You Suffer Some Fire and Ice. I absolutely hate Poison's version. Cannot stand Brett doing ballads for whatever reason. I love the poison rock and stuff, but for whatever reason... Him doing ballads I can't get into. So all of them, all the big ones. Every Rose has his thorn, all of them. Didn't like any of them. But there was something about this song because you could hear Richie Kotzen's voice in the backup doing different things. And I'm like, man, that could really be a good song if Brett wasn't singing it. Well, in 2014, Richie released a Essential Ballads CD and he did the song Acoustic. And it is beautiful. It is an amazing song. And what's interesting is it's about a relationship that the woman is not happy and he can't really figure out why. And they're kind of two different people. That's why the fire and ice thing comes in. But here, I'm going to blow your mind here. Think about this. You know, we've all been through a bunch of relationships, but the last relationship that ended for you, that last time you talked, did you know that was going to be it? Like there's something that triggered the last time. So then the next time you get in a fight with your new relationship, you never know if that's going to be the last time that one ever lasts, right? So it's it's this weird piece of like, when is this going to end? Because it looks like it probably is headed that way. So check out the song, Until You Suffer Some, Fire and Ice, Richie Kotzen. 
I can tell that something ain't right I don't see the fire when I look in your eyes One time up, next time I'm down This may be the last time that you've seen me around Now sure seems to me nothing matters tonight And all those things we worked out get lost in the fight It's not enough, girl, I gave you my soul I just want to love we've got anything left at all And I said, hold on now, baby This could be the last time we stand the last time that we say goodbye The picture shatters I can't find the words to save it Tell me what to do, how can I make it right You're gonna always be fire tonight Promises made in the heat of the night Sure spit them out, but they've long passed you by And nobody knows about the show you put it through This could be the last time that I get through to you And I said, hold on now baby This could be the last time we stand This could be the last time that we say goodbye Picture shatters I can't find the words to save it Tell me what to do How can I make it right You're gonna always be Fire and ice Hold on now, baby This could be the last time we stand This could be the last time that we say goodbye The picture shatters I can't find the words to save it Tell me what to do, how can I make it right? You know we're gonna always be Yeah, I I always know when my relationship's going to end because, you know, I, I generally sabotage it. <laughs> and a plate's thrown at your head. And have plates thrown at my head and frying pans. That's just how, it, how I roll. <laughs> I end no relationships in the kitchen. It's very, very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that Richie Cotton song, man, I love it. He's such a great singer. I mean, he's an amazing guitar player, but... That dude's as good of a singer as he is a guitar player, really. Yeah, I'll tell you, he's you know just known as a shredder, but people don't give him a chance. And 
partially is Richie's fault because he doesn't stick with one thing. So he's got blues stuff out there. He's got soul stuff out there. He's got jazz stuff out there. He's got rock stuff out there. Like he's really asking a lot of his fans to like a whole different type of music to really stick with them. So, but you know, Jeff kind of does the same thing. They both got the same problem really, but yeah. All right. It's time for me to give a little love to Warrant. Now, Warrant, of course, is known for heaven and uh, sometimes she cries and these amazing ballads. But the ballad that I'm going to select came off of a much lesser known record called Ultraphobic. I think that this is probably one of the best ballads that Janie Lane has ever written. And what moves me on this uh, song is not only the lyrics, but the melody of this song. I really, really, really love Stronger Now. So much stronger now. 
So I love that song. Love the violin solo, and Janie can sing a hell of a ballad. That being said, give me Blind Faith or I Saw Red any time of the week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just he just got some great ballads. I mean, that's yeah. Everything I said about Brett is exact opposite with Janie. I don't think Janie's ever sang a ballad that I didn't like. Yeah, he has a way of connecting emotionally to the lyrics that he's singing. I love Blind Faith as well. I I actually. You know what I almost played, and I think part of what I loved about Bitter Pill off of Dog Eat Dog is the way that it's recorded. If you ever listen to Bitter Pill with headphones, it's so amazing the way that Michael Wagner put that together and, you know, it goes from speaker to speaker. And I just, I'm a really big fan of Bitter Pill. But yeah, in terms of just straight up ballads, Stronger Now, love it. Janie Lane, just sadly missed, underrated songwriter, great melodies, really connects emotionally to these lyrics. So awesome. All right. So for my last normal pick, and then I still got the historic moment, we're going to play basically my favorite song ever, Uh, not just ballad, just ever. And one of the things that we were talking about on the, for the ballads for me is there's an emotion that I connect to or lyrics that you connect to or the singer is saying it the way I want to say it, but I couldn't figure out how to say it. And a lot of the times what will happen is I'll think about something, I'm feeling a certain way, and I'll go put on a certain song to try to work out of that feeling. Like it doesn't, when I go listen to ballads, it doesn't put me in depression. It actually kind of works me out of it, if that makes sense. I know it's weird, but that's just kind of how it is. But um, there's this guy named Gary Shutt who he is an instrumentalist in his own right. He uh, lives in Florida. We've talked about him before. We played a couple of songs by him before. But uh, Jeff Scott Soto is a friend of his, and Gary was the bass player in Jeff's band for a while. So in 1994, Gary releases an album called Sentimental, and there's this beautiful song that uh, he wants Jeff to sing. Well, then he had Jeff basically sing most of the songs on that album, uh, if not all. It might be all. But the song is about a little light stalking, Uh, you know, even though you're with somebody else now, there's this person that you still miss. And I remember from 89 until I met Nicole, this was exactly how I was feeling about a certain somebody, although I had been in certain relationships after that. So beautiful song. Like I said, my favorite song on the planet, check it out. I guess I'm still in love.
So exactly what is the definition of light stalking? Is that kind of like when you trail Kotzen and Soto in a car and wait for them to get out? Or, I mean, like, what exactly is light stalking? Light stalking is, um, you know, you drive by the restaurant that Jeff's eating in over and over and over, <laughs> but you don't actually get out of the car. <laughs> let me tell, That's light stalking. Let me tell you, I think Gary Shutt is starting to enter into light stalking land with you because he's starting to appear almost as much as Soto and Kotzen on our uh, episodes. <laughs> he's a great guy. Dude, he's got a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, other than I'm only educated on Gary Shutt because of you. I mean, you've you've uh, educated me on him to a point, and um, you know, he's just one of those guys I haven't uh, uh, explored outside of what you've uh, given me already. Yeah, but great song. You heard the song though, right? Did you like it? Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ballady, but it's a good ballad. I mean, Jeff's up voice is amazing as always. So you know. Uh, I think out of everything that you've selected for us tonight, probably the Hailstorm and the Kotzen is my favorite. I really, I quite like the Richie Kotzen version of Until You Suffer Some. So I think probably out of everything, that's that's going to be my, my favorite out of the stuff that you played. That's cool. That's cool. So on to my fourth and final pick. So I have a gift for the listeners. So if you are listening to this episode on its release date, which is the week of Valentine's Day, 2019, <laughs> in case you're going back and exploring episodes three years from now. But uh, if you're listening to this episode upon its release date, then my gift to the listeners at the end of this week, I am going to release a bonus episode, which is a interview I did with guitarist Ty Tabor from the band King's X. I'm a huge King's X fan. Sonny is not as big of a King's X fan as I am. They're kind of one of those bands that fall down the middle with Sonny, right? You can kind of take them or leave them. But... I'm going to talk about a song called Goldilocks. Now, this song is kind of taken on a persona all itself with the band King's X. They usually play it at the end of the show, and Ty and I talk about when they were in Atlanta several years ago, all of Doug's amps blew up basically forcing the band to play an acoustic set. Otherwise, they weren't going to play a show. They had a, a theater that was packed out, and so they didn't really have a choice. It was either cancel the show with a packed house or play an acoustic set. They decided to play an acoustic set, and they play Goldilocks towards the end of the set. Well, the entire crowd joined in to sing this song. You can go out on YouTube and find the acoustic version of this song that they did in Atlanta. It's out there, but it's just an amazing connection that this band had to this song and the crowd at the time. And I'm going to play you the album version, but this is just a damn good ballad. I love this song and it's even more amazing live check out king's x goldilocks 
So I had never heard that song before until two days ago. Yep. Wow. That is a beautiful song, and it's got unbelievable background melodies. Now I'm very interested to see King's X on the ship. 
Yeah, because there's no doubt that they will play this song on the boat. It's one of the, I mean, it's just one that connects them to the crowd and vice versa. And really, I will be shocked if they're not playing to a packed club wherever they're playing on the boat. And I will be shocked if the crowd does not sing this song back to them. Basically, it's gotten to the point to where the band doesn't even really sing the song. What they do is they turn the mics around towards the crowd for the entire song. And so they don't sing this song, which may be a little bit of a letdown for you, but it's a personal moment between the band and the crowd, and the crowd ends up singing the song to them as they play it. And it's just, it's cool to be a part of that. I'm looking forward to it. I've never seen King's X, so uh, I got a feeling they're going to blow me away. Awesome. All right. You wanted the best, and you got the best. The hottest band in the world, Kiss! It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. All right, so for the historic moment, Kiss has got a bunch of ballads I could have picked from. Uh, you could have, you know, Forever, Reason to Live, I Stole Your Love. There's several off of Paul's solo album that are incredible. But my favorite Kiss ballad is not the most popular in the Kiss Army for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why. But uh, it's about a situation where Paul has a fight. He wants to fix it and move on because it possibly was his first true relationship, his first true love, and the woman just gets him. So check out this beautiful ballad written by Paul and Bob Ezrin called Every Time I Look at You. Ooh, 
records that off of revenge and then there was a uh acoustic one off of unplugged all righty then i do not remember that song but by the time revenge came out everybody was so into unholy yeah. they were so glad that unholy was there like every other song on that album everybody forgets oh there's a lot of good songs on that record yeah there is <laughs> all right very cool well there you go the first Grown Up Rock Ballads episode is just about in the old can. Holy shit. We got through it, and I didn't even shed a tear, Sonny. That's right. And if we ever do another one, I promise I will do deep cuts. Uh, some of these are deep cuts, too. But, I mean, you know, deeper cuts instead of some of my favorites and, you know, the normal singers we talk about. Yeah, I mean, listen, there were a ton of bands. One of the things I got out of this whole thing was just, you know, finding all these bands that I would have loved to have played. Like, it's almost a sin for me to sit here and go through a ballads episode and not pick a winger or a Tesla ballad for you guys because I think there's so many amazing winger and Tesla ballads, and I mean that with the utmost sincerity. In fact, I almost wanted to play a winger tune and not 
the miles away and headed for a heartbreak and stuff like that. That stuff's good, but there are some more recent ballads that Kip has done on like Karma and uh, Better Days, I think is the name of the other record. But there are some ballads on those records, which are more recent records that I think are fantastic. So there's a ton of stuff out there. If you're into that kind of stuff, the problem is, is that we're talking about hard rock and metal acts. And for my hard rock and metal, I don't generally gravitate towards these ballads. It's a really tough pull for me, but it gives me the opportunity when we do an episode like this to kind of, you know, share some of that, which normally I wouldn't do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love them. So I don't love all ballads, but, uh, there's a lot of them I absolutely love. And I love the hard rock and stuff too. It just depends on my mood. Exactly. All right. Well, fantastic. Let's put a cork in this fucker and, uh, send it on home. All right, guys, share with us your favorite ballad. Just hit us on uh, the Facebook page or hit us on Twitter. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. So it sounds like it's time for us to shuffle, rattle, and roll us out of here. Your turn, buddy. All right, I'll take it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.